This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, welcome to Busting Balls, our podcast. Pat Caputo, Evan Jenkins, the webmaster. Hey, we come here, we talk drafts, we talk prospects, we talk the future. And the uh, 2023 uh season was a very good one for the Tigers when it comes down to players that were younger uh, that are progressing on their roster. Prospects that are now graduating to major league players and doing so rapidly. Uh, the two players that come to mind is emerging. The one, obviously, uh, Spencer Torkelson. You start hitting 30 bombs, you start getting over 90 RBI, uh, you, you're starting to become a very good player. And the uh, technology uh, really bodes well for Torkelson. He ranks very high in average exit velocity, in barrel rate, uh, all the different things, hard hit rate that you want uh, in, in a hitter. We're talking elite numbers in the top 10 across the board that way. And the traditional numbers obviously came here. You know, the interesting part about him, Evan, is that he hit most of his home runs on the road. So bringing in the fences didn't help him at all. Uh, but still, to get to you know the 30 home run mark, uh, to have those type of things uh, uh, coming for him, I, I think was very very important uh, this year. And I think that's probably he and Kerry Carpenter, uh, the two biggest developments when it comes down to it. You throw Riley Green into that mix, and that's kind of a three some that they can kind of build around. Now, some people would say it's a big four because of Parker Meadows and his brilliant defense. But obviously, the Tigers had a good year that way. Uh, Tarek Skubal whip under one. I mean, you know, in the you know top 20 percentile in fastball. And just look at how he's been. And when you look and you throw in Reese Olsen into that mix, I mean, the Tigers had a number of players at the major league level that performed very well this year that would fall into that category of younger players. Pat, what do you think it was for Torkelson? Because, I mean, he started off the year really, really slow, where it was like we might really have to have 
concerns about this young man, but what do you think it was that clicked for him that the last, you know, three months of the season that he was on such a power tear? Well, I think at some point he adjusted enough to uh, major league pitching and uh, you started to figure out, and I've seen this happen over and over again with players, that he didn't have to think so much when he's in the box that he had been prepared in all these different ways. and he just started to play baseball again, see ball, hit ball. Well, the home run he hit for his 30th home runs, an example, those are pitches that he just murdered in the minor leagues, just murdered. Now, he would miss them uh, his first year and uh, you know a couple months in the major leagues. Uh, now he gets that pitch and his eyeballs will light up. He's proven he can hit a major league fastball, which was something that uh, was a big problem for him as a rookie year. So uh, those are the things. And the obvious thing is, look, if you've got a really, really good exit velocity, meaning you hit the ball exceptionally hard and you start to lift it, and that's what he needed to do. He was hitting too many ground balls. Uh, you can't hit home runs on ground balls or low line drives or whatever. Uh, not if you're not Ricky Henderson. <laughs> that's one of the greatest players ever for sure. But, yeah, I'll say this. He did start to put the ball in the air more. And that is a combination that's going to lead to a lot of home runs. And, you know, the idea, well, would he be a 30-year home run hitter? Well, we've already seen that. Now I think the question is, can he hit 40 next year? And I think it's a fair question because the light bulb's definitely gone off for him. So would you expect more from him from like an OBP and OPS and batting average perspective next year? Or with him, is he more of just our, for lack of a better player, Adam Dunn? No, he's better than that. He doesn't strike out like that. He's got uh, 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 he's got good plate discipline. He draws a good number of walks. If anything, he's been guilty of not swinging at enough pitches when he's slumped and kind of letting some good ones go by because it, it appears he may be thinking too much. That isn't the case anymore. Uh, the, the question with him is, his defense, uh, he's in the bottom five percentile. I mean, way down in terms of his range and throwing arm, uh, things like that. Now, first baseman rarely air out the ball. But uh, Spencer Torkelson uh, has a lot of room to grow uh, defensively. But uh, he'll work at it. It wouldn't surprise me if next year he's pretty good defensively. And he does obviously do a good job of scooping balls out of the dirt. And he gets a lot of practice because – Javi Baez is a shortstop. Now, this might be a, a stupid question or a simple question, but in reality, when it comes to Austin Meadows, I mean, he started off with gangbusters uh, and everything. Parker, Parker Meadows, sorry about that. Yeah, no, no big deal. What, what does he need to do to go to the next step to be more than just a defender for the Detroit Tigers? Well, he's, he's first of all, at every level he's been at, He's struggled to adjust to the next level, and then he has figured it out. So uh, the fact that he struggled a little bit uh, didn't surprise me after his initial success. He's got a little bit of a long swing still. That's always been the knock on. That's why he wasn't a first-round draft pick, uh, because obviously he's got foot speed and all other talent and bloodlines because his brother is a major league player and a first-round draft pick. So the hit tool is, is getting better, a lot better. So he's hit 20-plus home runs over all levels. He started out slow. 
uh, had a bit of a slump for the Tigers and then started to get a few hits again. So, uh, you know, but it, again, his defense, you know, he's in the top 10 percentile in foot speed in the major leagues, which is in a small sample size. He hasn't had all that many of what they call competitive runs yet. And, you know, he is, his war is really good because he's so good defensively. I mean, he has an excellent war despite some not uh, so stellar offensive stats. He's got some power. The question is, can he barrel it up on a consistent basis? If he does that, you know, he's going to be a terrific player. If he doesn't, he's still going to be a valuable player because of that speed. He's got the propensity to steal bases. He's shown that. Uh, so he's going to be a, a significant contributor to the Tigers. The question is just how much. I did my top 10. It's up on the 97 won the ticket website, Pat Caputo 98 on Twitter. Uh, the 97 won the ticket, well, X, formerly Twitter, uh, that account, and of course, Facebook. Uh, it's going to be up there soon if it isn't up there right now as you're listening to this. We're out top 10. Parker Meadows is still rookie eligible next year. And I think, uh, you know, he's somebody that uh, I have him very highly on that top 10, higher than most people do. I mean, barring any setback, like an injury or something like that, he is your opening day center fielder, correct? I don't think there's any question about that. Because I know his road to the show was because of injury and stuff like that. But I think he's proven enough, especially in spacious center field at Comerica Park. Well, he can handle that duty. Evan, it shows you how it works with baseball. I mean, he was drafted out of high school. And when he first showed up in the minor leagues, uh, he was like, uh, you know, you ever seen a horse, a foal that comes out and it's got its legs and it's trying to get its way about it because he's got those long legs and his body, you know, it didn't have the coordination yet uh, that he has now as he's matured. Uh, he, he actually took wrong routes to balls. When he was at West Michigan and Green showed up, they immediately put Green in center field and him in, in right because Green was more advanced that way. Well, the body is now where his foot speed and all those things have caught up. He takes two or three strides and he gets the balls that other guys have got to take literally five or six. And he's got sure hands and he's got good jump rate. He's an excellent, excellent outfielder. But it, it took a while for him as a bigger player uh, to gain that coordination uh, that was necessary and to shorten his stroke. I mean, he had a long stroke. And that was uh, problematic for a while. But uh, he's a, he's a top-line uh, prospect. He's underrated right now, you know, on the pipeline and uh, Baseball America and all those things. Uh, he has uh, come into his own in a certain way. And I don't think there's any question that the Tigers are planning to have him as their opening day uh, center fielder next year. They're, right now it looks like their outfield uh, would be uh, – Parker Meadows in center, green and right, and Carpenter in left. Carpenter's another story of a player. He's got good foot speed, and he's got a strong arm. You know, it's a matter of getting jumps on the ball, which he's very poor at, but he's getting a little bit better. But he's a much better athlete than projected and obviously an excellent hitter. Uh, Matt Verling would be in that mix uh, for outfield next year. He's not a, a younger player like the other three. I mean, he's – you know, past the prospect stage, but he's the right-handed hitter in there, in that mix. And the question is, where does Badu fit in? 
right. they do have a very athletic outfield in a ballpark that demands that in which the Tigers have sometimes been lacking in that area. And the other player that you mentioned to start off this episode was Tarek Skubal. Do they have their ace for the foreseeable future with him? It looks like it. Look, uh, Evan, <laughs> you know, let's talk about Erod, and I understand it. it. You know, if he opts in or opts out, and I expect the Tigers, because their player payroll is going to be clear, and they should fancy themselves as contenders next year because of the way the division's set up for sure. But their starting pitching rotation could become a tremendous strength very quickly. One of the reasons is Scooble isn't just good. What he's doing here late in the year, and some of it's not against great competition. We'll have to see. It's a long season. But he's put together, you know, 15 quality, quality outings in which his numbers have been exceptional. And he throws hard, and he, he's got deception in his motion, and he knows how to work his slider. Oddly, he doesn't have a high spin rate, but it doesn't matter because of that deception, and that comes with you know the fact that he throws at a high velocity. And he's a bulldog; you can see it in his face. Now, the other thing that you know is a big development is Jackson Job. Jackson Job is a potential Cy Young Award winner. Well, I'll say it flat out. If he if he throws the ball like he's been throwing it this year since he came back from that slide, uh, spinal injury, there's no stopping that kid. All right? He's got – but, you know, look, uh, Cole Keith is their top prospect, but uh, Jackson Job definitely has the highest ceiling. He, he Look, he struck out 84 and 64 innings this year, and he only had six walks. Oof. His fastball is consistently at 97, and he spots it around the zone. He not only has control, but he has command. He hits the edges of the strike zone, and on top of that, he throws his super high spin rate slider, which he's tightened up a little bit and will continue to do so, and he's landing change-ups. I mean, a good change-up, so, and he's athletic. He's you know 6'2", you know, a perfect pitcher's build. Got that look like, you know, like Scooble has where, you know, they're out there in their own world pitching, you know, that uh, so they call it mound presence. He's definitely got that. And that athleticism he has, his father is a professional golfer and he was a star quarterback, uh, is going to play well. It's going to play up. So uh, Jackson Job will next year start at Erie, but very well. Uh, by at some point be a real force in Detroit if he stays healthy. You know, pitchers, it's always iffy that way. But his upside is off the charts. I mean, way off the charts. So, uh, you know, I don't know what they're going to rate him in pipeline in Baseball America. But, uh, and they, you know, you can still make a case they should have taken Jordan Lawler, who's already with the Rangers and contributing, and he's exceptional. And, or Marcello Mayer, who got to double A and struggled, but still a top prospect in that draft, but the Jackson Joe pick isn't looking bad at all right now. So, yeah. It's and they have Ty Madden, who was a first round pick out of university of Texas and, uh, you know, late, uh, compensation pick or whatever. And they. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Rework him to where he throws three quarters and he throws in the high 90s and he's got a really good slider. And, uh, you know, consistency has been a bit of an issue. But when he's good, Evan, he, he's just really good. Uh, I don't know whether he's going to be a wipeout reliever type or whether he's going to be a rotational piece because right now he's, he's a two pitch pitcher and he lacks some command. He walks too many hitters and he lacks some consistency. But this is a big-time arm. So you've got Mize coming back. You've got Scooble. You've got Reese Olsen. You've got Jackson Job is going to push really quickly, it appears. And the potential of Todd Madden, uh, that's pretty good young starting pitching, if you ask me. If Erod stays, uh, the rotation should be uh, pretty darn good. Yeah, and you mentioned Reese Olson, and you kept and you were talking sliders. That kid has a filthy slider. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen first. Somebody's going to figure that out, or he's going to start growing facial hair because he looks like he's twelve out there sometimes. He does. But how how good is that slider, and how good can he become? Well, he's he look he he's got everything it takes to be a quality major league starter. Uh, everything. Uh, he's got off speed pitch. He's got a good fastball. Uh, he commands the ball well, and he goes out there. He's completely unafraid. You know, he's pitched better at the major leagues than he pitched in the minor leagues. What does that tell you? And he's done it over a pretty considerable uh, stretch here. And he seems to be able to, again, be reasonably athletic and able to repeat his delivery. You know, that's the key, you know, repeatability. You know, it's like a golfer, you know, the consistency. You know, you do different things pitching, but it comes down to the basic uh, fundamental of being in a set position, going into motion, and aiming at a target. Uh, he does that very well, and uh, he definitely has an upside. 
Yeah, now I don't know if we necessarily categorize this guy as one of the young guys or if he's just one of your guys now. But Jake Rogers at the end of the year, he now has 20-something home runs. Is he your catcher of the future, a guy that you could expect to get 30 home runs from in a year? No, I don't think he'll hit more home runs than he hit this year. It might be his career high. He's in his late 20s. Right. Uh, but he, uh, Jake Rogers is outstanding defensively. You want him behind the plate. Uh, what you don't want is him to play 140 games. So they have to develop a combination with him. Carson Kelly, who they acquired, is a pretty highly regarded prospect at one time. And he does some good things. Uh, you can see that already. But he's a right-handed hitter. In an ideal world, they have a left-handed hitting catcher somewhere along the line uh, that can share the spot with Rodgers uh, right now. Yeah, there isn't one in their uh, pipeline. Now, what about, we mentioned Ty Madden, but their pole pen now, like um, Lang, Alex Lang, he's not a young guy, but I feel like they need a, a different person in that role because he really didn't excel the way that I would expect him to this year. Is there a young guy in the waiting that could be a closer, or is that a position that you think will just be manifested through whoever is there or will they go out and try to sign one where where do you see that role going with the tigers next year well they have some power arms uh we didn't mention sawyer gibson long he's a little yeah he's a 25 or, or whatever but still he, young to me <laughs> yeah. oh, but for a prospect you're starting to right i know in a couple of organizations uh but he's a possibility than the rotation or the bullpen uh, the the pitcher that I really like, and, and uh, you know, some people don't even put him in the top 30, but I put him in my top 10, uh, is Tyler Matheson. who was a fourth-round pick out of Bryant University. Uh, and, it, Evan, uh, give you what, – what state is Bryant University in? I feel like I know this one because they've played Michigan State a few times. Are they in, like, North Carolina or something? Rhode Island. Rhode Island, oh, there we go. Oh, he – he uh, the fourth round pick. He was a starter in college, but they immediately identified him, uh, the previous regime, as a reliever, and they put him in the bullpen. And uh, he struck out ninety one hitters in fifty nine innings this year. Uh, he's six foot four, two hundred thirty five. Uh, throws ninety five to ninety seven. It looks like he has a, a high spin rate fastball because players just uh, swing through it. Uh, and double A, his ERA was one six two, and he had a lot of clutch innings on a team that won the championship. Uh, he's somebody to watch, and he's an underrated prospect, in my opinion. That's somebody that could be some uh, uh, serious bullpen help for them uh, sooner instead of later. He's fairly advanced. So uh, that's somebody to keep in mind. Now, with other young guys, you, you mentioned Colt Keith, and then there's um, Jace Jung that's that's sitting there in the minors. Do you expect both those guys to make an appearance with the big league squad next year? Without question. Okay. Uh, you know, Colt Keith, it would be hard to keep him off the opening day roster. The question is about his position. You know, he's had an arm issue. But he has a strong arm. From you know, He's a high school pitcher at 92 miles an hour. Um, ideally, he's a third baseman. Uh, he is a good enough athlete to play third base. Ran a 6'9", uh, 60, which isn't blazing, but it's good enough for third base for sure. Uh, not what you really want at second base in terms of his athleticism. 
uh, middle infielders, you want them to be more nimble than what Cole Keith is. And but that arm issue may put him there. Uh, Young it may and they may move him to third and uh, Keith to second uh, for the reason that Young doesn't have a lot of range. And he, he, but he has good hands and he has a strong enough arm. So that's something that I'm looking at is uh, the way they're going to flip flop those two. You know, where Keith has mostly played third and Young has mostly played second. Look for them to possibly flip for that reason. Young is an outstanding hitter, uh, pure hitter, funky stance, but you know, it's not anything that matters. You know, the way kids will be intimidate, impersonating him all over town if uh, he makes the major leagues, especially the lefty kids. He's got kind of a thick body, and uh, is, you know, but he, he's got good hands, he's got a good enough arm, and he can flat out hit. And he had a disappointing first year. We only hit one home run. Uh, but this year he hit 28, and it just kept hitting him and hitting him, especially after he got to Erie. So, uh, look, he's he's going to be a, a, a solid major league hitter, and he's probably ready for it right now. He's gotten to that point, and so is Keith. So they got to decide what position they play and what to do around him. But those two guys are definitely high-end hitting prospects, and they're both left-handed, which uh, it's unusual that the Tigers have this much left-handed thunder because in the past they've often lacked that, even when they had good teams. But they got to, you know, you look Green, Carpenter, Keith, Young, uh, Parker Meadows. Uh, they got like a lot of good left-handed hitters there. Well, and then there's another one that's in the pipeline too that they drafted this year in Max Clark. And and would you expect him to kind of have the same trajectory as like a Colt Keith did this year, or is he still a year behind that? Well, he uh, he he was very good at that when they were in rookie ball. When they put him in A ball, he started striking out like crazy. You know, it was like unbelievable. Well, uh, and his numbers were bad, but they still hit him second or third, and he did okay the last couple games when they were in the playoffs. So, uh, you know, I don't know what his trajectory is going to be. I don't know whether that was just a small sample size and he slumped for a bit. Uh, he certainly has every tool you want in the world. Uh, he is, but I, you know, he's going to have to hit better next year. And the question is, do they keep him at low A ball Lakeland or do they push him to high A ball West Michigan to start the year? Uh, McGonagill, uh, the second baseman, well, actually, he's a shortstop. And I think they're going to keep him at shortstop. He was projected as a second baseman, played uh, shortstop in high school. But I noticed that they played him at shortstop in Lakeland. When they promoted him along with Keith, he's more advanced as a hitter than Keith is. I mean, not Keith, uh, Max Clark. He's more advanced than Max Clark is as a hitter. Uh, he's got a short stroke. He get, lifts the ball, uh, and he's got pretty good actions. So because they don't have any shortstops in their system, and it's obviously a, a glaring weakness, I think they'll keep him at shortstop until he plays his way out of the position. And he's got uh, decent speed. He six five, uh, you know, uh, sixty yard dash, just under six six. So I mean, it's not uh, exceptional speed. I think what is it six six five, something like that. But it's better than the major league average runner. And uh, just looking at a lot of video of him fielding ground balls, 
you know, which is available. I, I kind of like his actions at shortstop, so that'll be interesting. But those guys are far away from the major leagues now, and, and they're uh, telling year for how quickly they advance actually is next year. They got a, they got their feet wet. They got the beak wet. They dipped their toe in the hot tub. Now, you know, we'll, we'll see uh, how that all ultimately works out uh, for them. But certainly they did all right. Max Anderson, who was uh, out of Nebraska, he did all right. So their, their draft class uh, from last year is progressing reasonably well. I don't think there's a lot of complaints from them. Yeah, now, like, before this season started, I thought we were teased a little bit and maybe put the cart in front of the horse a little bit and expected more from this ball club. But just talking with you over the last 20-some-odd minutes and, you know, just throughout this season, I think the Tigers have a very, very good young core, something I'm not used to because when the Tigers won between 06 and 14 – it was getting free agents. It wasn't necessarily their own young guys. You know, you went. Well, okay. There was a big blend of mix here. They, they, they signed a couple big name free agents and uh, they had some minor league players that contributed significantly. Granderson, Brandon right. had the second best war on the 2006 Tigers behind Carlos Guillen, who they got in a robbery of a trade. Uh, Dombrowski made a number of trades to keep the uh, good ship lollipop going. Uh, right, uh, a lot of years. I mean, pick up Max Scherzer for crying out loud after his first major league season from the crazy. Diamondbacks and Placido Polanco and all these guys. So it was a combination of different things. Uh, this is more uh, possibly like the 84 Tigers with a lot of young players coming up. I don't want to put it on those guys because those draft classes were beyond exceptional. But what's happened is it, some of their draft picks uh, have been much better than anticipated uh, when they were selected. Uh, Al Avila, who uh, was vilified, and I defended Al because it was hatred. You know, I mean, that was oh, just, yeah. and this is a guy that was anything but a hateful person. And he knows baseball. He's not the village idiot. But he inherited a difficult situation. He didn't prove to, you know, it, it, it was time for him to move on. But a lot of the players that he drafted uh, with uh, the new regime coming in and helping them along, because I think Scott Harris is doing a real good job, uh, has made a big difference. I mean, think about it. Uh, Carpenter was a, what, a 19th-round draft pick? Big B, who's uh, – I kept him off my top ten list, but he definitely was a candidate for it. Another find late in the draft, 19th round. Uh Bo Brisky, uh, you look at Jason Foley, wasn't even drafted out of an NAIA school uh, hmm. with an ERA over five. Look what he is as a major leaguer. And in addition to Torkelson is proving to be the, you know, the right pick at first overall. There's no disappointment there. Mize will come back. Mize had a very good year in 2021. People forget that. Uh, Riley Green definitely merited being the fifth overall pick in the draft based on his ability. And for $538,000 and a sixth pick in a five-round draft, they signed uh, uh, Cole Keith away from Arizona State University. And he is right now, uh, if not the top prospect in the organization. And the Jackson Joe pick doesn't look like the disaster. It looked like, you know, uh, during spring. Yeah. 
So uh, it looks like actually it may turn out to be something. You go down the list, the Tyler, uh, the Madison kid that I told you about, the reliever, uh, number of uh, players that he drafted, uh, his regime, uh, from top to bottom, Bo Brisky. I mean, they've had a number of players that uh, are contributing to the major leagues. And Akil Badu, for a Rule 5 guy, you know, has value. Now, whether it's trade value or whether it's value actually playing for the team, uh, but he's he's got some uh, pretty good value there. So it, it's not looking nearly as ominous. And it, it, Evan, they won 66 games last year. That's it. So they yeah. are improved, you know, double digits here. And, you know, pretty much, I mean, you know, likely. And it, you're looking at uh, a team that has a core uh, right now that uh, could be pretty good in the future. So it's been a very good year for the Tigers on a number of different levels. It's a little bit under the radar. I think the big question is going to be in the offseason, you know, because their payroll is going to be cleared out with Miggy and probably Eduardo Rodriguez. And here's my prediction. They won't go out and go crazy in free agency and people will be coming on going, they're cheap. Priscilla is cheap and all this stuff. <laughs> the free agency class just doesn't dictate going out and spending a lot of money on it. So if they do add, it's going to be with uh, uh, depth because yeah. they'll make trades for arbitration-eligible players that other teams are trying to unload that could help their team. But where that's going to be, I don't know. I think they'll address catcher a little more. And uh, I definitely think if uh, Erod opts out, because there is a decent crop of uh, uh, free agents starting pitching, uh, that they may uh, do something along those lines. Well, I'm excited, Pat. I mean, hey, it's as positive as I've been able to look at the Tigers since like 2015. So, I mean, that's a huge plus in my eyes. And I'm a huge baseball fan, so couldn't be happier. Well, you know what? The only question I have, did they win at Lambeau back-to-back games that night? Who knows, Pat? Who knows? I, I guess, mean, yeah, what, yeah. what would that even be in baseball? I don't even know if there's a place like that in baseball that, like, haunts the Tigers. But, you know, they haven't won a World Series in my lifetime. But the Lions also haven't won a uh, Super Bowl in my lifetime. Or <laughs> Lions haven't won a Super Bowl. Anybody's lifetime. They've won one playoff game in my lifetime. And I'm a hell of a lot older than you, buddy. So. <laughs> Hey, don't forget to subscribe to us uh, on the iTunes Store, the Apple iTunes Store, Google Play Store, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, odyssey.com. Tons of podcasts on odyssey.com. It's great. And uh, follow us, Pacaputo98 on Twitter and uh, King of the KC on Twitter or Twitter, uh, X formerly known as Twitter. And uh, check out our Facebook pages, uh, Pat Caputo. Uh, I have my Facebook page. I put my stuff up there. And, uh, of course, 97.1 The Ticket Facebook page. Download us. Like us. Uh, this is Joy. Next one we're going to do, uh, I think, will be on the uh, Red Wings as their season approaches. We look at the future. We look at the drafts. We look at the prospects. We have Frank Honest talk on this. So, and like always, appreciate it. Evan, I appreciate you very much. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 